0: There is a famous Mishnah, <clears throat> the Sanhedrin, that says, very interesting Mishnah. Sanhedrin, <clears throat> the Mishnah says, Chayev Udom Loimer, person is obligated to say, Bishvili Nivru the world was created for me. Sounds very interesting. You know, so, you know, that the uh, Mishnah says, you have to say that the entire world doesn't say you should say, it's a nice thing to say. You have to picture yourself that the entire world was created for me. Now, you know, if a person would walk around this way, he would be you know, take it the wrong way, he'd be major trouble. He won't be able to, have to be extremely selfish. But really, the Mishnah is teaching us. Is often people think they are not worthy. They're worthless. They don't deserve things. You know, I'm just in this world swimming through. As I always say, I heard this expression the first time. I'm hanging in. You know, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not. I don't belong. Sort of over here. I'm just hanging in. I'm like just barely. You know, going with the crowd, as they would say. So, the Mishnah is saying a person should not do that. A person should tell himself, you have to live. Chayev Interesting. You're obligated to say, The world was created for me. Now, the Mishnah is talking about there that the, the, if a person sa- saves a life, it's like he saved entire world because the Hashem created the whole world just for other militia. And when I was very young, I remember learning this Mishnah, I had a very hard time to come to terms with that. And uh, I said, what? I mean, a person, it's worth it. That's what the Mishnah says, to have the entire earth with all the amazing things for one person. That's what the Mishnah is saying. When Hashem created the world, if other militia would have done what Hashem really wanted him to do, it would have been great, just for one person. Truth is, the greatness of God is unbelievable. You know, that we know what goes on in the universe, how many trillions of stars, what we do see, and what we don't see, we don't even know what is out there. Nothing is, doesn't amaze me anymore. But we do literally see with our eyes out in the universe, but you know, with these highly powerful telescopes, it it is mind-boggling. So, but the Khamikhzal say that a person should really think everything in the world was is worth it for creation, for one person, for yourself. That means you are important in Hashem's eyes. Your relationship with Hashem is very important. And every day, every day that you live. Has its importance. That day is important day, and whatever you do today is great. Whatever you could push yourself to do, whatever you what, how much you remind yourself about Hashem, it is the world. It's like Hashem is waiting for your connection to Him. It's like you know you come up the airport and people are waiting for the for the family members they haven't seen for they're waiting waiting. That Hashem is waiting for you just to come, greet, and come, be connected. Very, 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 very powerful. And that's what Misha says, because often, very, I have to say more often than not, people don't think, but well, you know what I do already, the mitzvah that I did, my davening, you know, the, you know you think it's so important. Oh, yeah. we, we, that's part of the incredible Yetzirah, to play things down. Other things he doesn't play you down. Other things he makes you think. When it comes to, to have a relationship with Hashem. He you know. Eh, it's not to tell yourself. That every day that we are here. That Rabbi Hashem was worth for Hashem. To create the world for you too. The entire universe. That's what you should tell yourself. And he's waiting on you. So. There's another thing that Rav Nachman explains, besides that a person should be that way, he says a very, very important, profound thing. If a person thinks about that way, he will do the mitzvahs in a very happy way. You know, sometimes when someone relies on you and says, I'm relying on you and I need you, you do it very, very, you know, you want to do it person is relying on me, and he needs me. Like a, it's like I have a neighbor once, and she told me that uh, she got herself a dog. I have no problem getting a dog. She says, my last child left home, went to college. I, I don't feel needed. And I don't know if she was married, but she needed someone, uh, someone, uh, you know, needing her. We have, I see, oh, I have a mother that she loves when we call her, ask for her advice. You know, she feels needed, she feels important, she wants that people care, you know, need. It's a great thing of a person, uh, we all have this human need to feel important and needed. The Reboim says to you, I need you too. Because uh, there's, there's uh, Hashem created everything, but one thing He says, I need from you, is your Yerushimayim. It's like Hashem is begging, Mu, Hashem, shoyel, me'imach. What am I asking from you? Kim Lihir, that's about the only thing that the wants from us, our connection, our awe, our love, our devotion. So the is really waiting or longing that we should connect. And ask yourself, how can I do the mitzvah? Not do the mitzvah because I have to do the mitzvah often. I have pointed out all the time in my own home that when it comes to benching, we always say we have to bench. comes to dessert, I never hear the word we have to eat dessert. <laughs> never. That never happens. Dessert is what's for dessert. It's a homemade dessert. Did you buy dessert? The whole conversation comes to dessert. Benching, there is no conversation. It's like let's get it over with. It's like uh, that's the unfortunate part of it. You know, the, the, you know, it's not, a dessert is not so important and you could just live without it, but it's something you want to indulge, that's how we humans are. So the same thing with the mitzvahs. It should never be, I have to do it, I want to do it. Hashem is waiting for me to have it done. And he and he was begging us to do it. That's why the Mishnah is saying, is saying, What am I asking from you? asking your Shemaim, because that we have to do on our free will. That's what Hashem wants. He wants our free will. And the truth is it is always that way. When we do things in our free will, it is an incredible connection. I've said this so often here. If you would set up your computer to say hi, you know, someone told me you could you send you could set your iPhone, there's an app to uh, you know, say good morning to your friend every morning go send them a message. Just, just someone told me this recently. It is nothing the same. It is nothing the same. You call your spouse, middle of the day, you just say, I want to hear your voice. And if you just send the automatic thing, you know, it has nothing. The first day it's cute and the second day it's, uh, but if you, because you did it on your own, I remembered you, I called you, I said hello to you. Same is with us to Hashem. Hashem doesn't want our automatic pilot. See, very often Yiddish guide we just go into automatic and we just dive in like, we pull a button and it just goes. And you know, we should do it because this is how we're connecting. It's like the dessert. We don't just say, you know, uh, let's get it over with. Or you wanna spend time with someone, connect to someone, He eats dinner with so on. It's not like, let's get it over with. You want to spend time, enjoy the company, see how we can get closer. Whatever your intention at the moment is, you engage. The mitzvah has to be that way. When a person knows, I was created for the sake of Hashem. Because otherwise, you know, if you really think about it, and very simple, otherwise we're busy to self contain ourselves. That means we're busy filling up our stomach, make sure we have a roof over the head, make sure you have a comfortable bed, and just taking care of our needs of existing. I mean, this, this, this is what life is all about. To me, this is a little bit frightening to think. And that's what life is, many people, you know, I always think that it's, it's, a, it's good that many people don't think Because you really think, I don't know how you could be saying you don't have a religion. It's extremely depressing without having a religion. What is this life all about? What is it exactly? You know, it's painful. And it's as many, uh, um, but when, when you know there's a reason, I'm here for something. God created me. And the thing is, not just created me that I should, you know, make sure I fill up the tank every day, and you know, sleep well, and fill my needs. There's a there's a reason. And even when I do these gashmi's things, it gets elevated because i do doing to serve Hashem. So when a person says, "I," the Chayev, the mission is saying, "You're obligated to say the world was created for me," meaning it doesn't mean make you selfish. Means you should do the best that a human person could do. I, we're, we're banking on you. The Baruch is waiting on you. And every time you do something, it really means enormously. If we were able to visualize how in heaven they cheer every time we do a mitzvah. I must have said this Marshall, once here. I recently finally got to understand how American football works. And, um, and uh, I, I was explained that when you move the ball just a few yards, the whole place cheers too. They don't just cheer if you have it a touchdown. Just moving it a few yards in the entire stadium, well, 60,000 people fit into the stadium, scream and cheer we would hear the cheers in heaven, that every time we move closer to Hashem, we would put all our energy in it. The problem is, is what we have, we don't, we don't see it. We don't feel that, you know, yesterday I pushed myself to do the right thing. You know, did I get did I get something for it? I didn't hear cheers, I don't see a better check. These football players see a better check, and they, you know, the pictures are all over, and, uh, and uh, whatever, they become famous but we don't see it that is the challenge that is our challenge challenges that we don't see and you got to believe that every time you do something you're doing it god was waiting for you to do it and the world was created for you for this thing that's what the Mishnah says you should say the world was created for me you know, this could be taken out of contest. incredible. A guy could walk around thinking, being, becoming very selfish. But just the opposite, if you say I was created, that means I'm obligated to take care. This is my job, to take care of the world, to take care of, of my wife and children, to take care of the people who depend on me. It's not just working for a company and you don't want to get away. It's a, This, you know, when people, young people work for, you know, they want to get going, and they go out of the way to make a good job. They want to, their career should move up, and should have something. It's exactly what the mission is saying. Now, when a person, which the truth is, I want to say something, whenever I focus on this, I feel a lot happier. It's true. You feel a lot happier because you know that I'm not, I have said this often, I heard this first time, it was to me, I don't, as I once I mentioned, I, English is a second language. When I first came here, a guy met a guy in the street, and he says, how are you? He was a rabbi, how are you? And he says to me, I'm hanging in. I didn't know what it meant first, <laughs> I didn't know. Then I, then I realized, hang. I don't want to hang in. I don't want to live a life hanging in. Then realize, many people talk that way. They're just hanging in. That's that's not what life is about. I don't think Hashem wanted us to hang in. Hashem wanted you to grab life and live. Life is never going to be perfect. It's not perfect. But do the best what you have today, who you are, what you are, where you are. So when you do this, it makes a person happy. So I'll do the best that I can. Because what i'm doing has an important thing it has an effect in shame so when a person does this as i said you become in a much better mood and a much happier then it does i want to tell you something when i when uh, you know you train yourself, that you watch, that you're not in a good mood, you want to bring yourself in a good mood. You know, many things could bring a person in a good mood. A song, singing to yourself, looking things positive. Sometimes I'm down, that's so what I think. I think about this, that a Yusolem is depending on me. He wants, he says, uh, I want you, you are needed. I once, I once said, and I was, I, you know, I spoke to people in advertising, I didn't realize it's such a famous advertising thing. When I was a young, a very young, I was you know, I was very young when the Vietnam War broke out. But the point was, there was a, always a huge advertisement: Uncle Sam wants you. I remember I was I, a young child. I didn't know who Uncle Sam was. I remember thinking to myself, "Who is this Uncle Sam?" I didn't understand the advertisement. But I remember thinking to myself, "It feels great. He wants you." I think. I think. My brother explained it to me. Uncle Sam is the United States government. You know. Like, uh, I was a young child. But I remember, it feels great. He's pointing to you, and he wants you. Some people told me advertisement is one of the most famous things, right? There's one of those, I didn't realize, that's one of those famous things that they teach you. What great, uh, because it makes a person feel great. You are wanted. It makes, it, because we all want to be wanted. If you tell yourself, God wants you. You should have a big sign. Hashem wants you. You are wanted by Hashem. Not to enlist, you are enlisted, anyways. He wants you to do the good job. And not that we believe that Rabbanishim exists without us. That's the, from the. but this is how it created the world. Now he wants us to be close to him and is waiting for our. For our connection to him. That makes a person much, much happier. I remember many, many years ago, I was going through a very tough time. And I realized, if I go visit the sick, I feel much better. You know, because they need you and they talk to you. Give them time. You go out of your thing. You feel a little bit more important. So a person has to tell, you so, tell you themselves every day. You are not here in vain. No matter what hardship you're going through, there's a reason this is important, how you're going through this. And Hashem wants you and do the best. He's waiting for your connection to him. So when a person does this, Rabbi Nachman says, he says, you do the mitzvahs in a much happier way. It's like, Benching doesn't become we have to bench. Let's enjoy benching. Let's enjoy the chakras or the brachas. See, most often our brachas are set super fast. We don't even realize we said a bracha. we don't remember we said a bracha. So you tell yourself, you know, this is the moment that Hashem wants us. So it doesn't have to become like a you know, burden, just this is the mitzvah to do. It's a mitzvah to bench, a mitzvah to say the bracha. And when you do that, you you go into the happiness of Hashem. So I'm not going to explain this in a deep way, and I'll try to simplify it. And he says that Hashem... And, you know, this is based on the, on the, on the Rambam, the Tanya, all the Chesidim, Hashem and his wisdom is all one. It's not that Hashem is wise and he has wisdom. It's oneness of oneness and not beyond our comprehension. It's one, one. The mitzvahs with Hashem is also one. So, with Hashem gave us the mitzvahs, it's also a oneness. When we do the mitzvah, we incredibly connect to Hashem. In an incredible, powerful way we connect to Hashem. And we especially, we do it happy. I've, I, I, I've, I've said this much more than once. I happen to love my wife's chicken soup. But can you imagine cold chicken soup? It doesn't make a difference how good it is. It's cold chicken soup doesn't taste. It just doesn't taste good. And if someone gives you a chicken, it's warm, it's geschmack. Then a, you do a mitzvah cold; it's like cold chicken soup. It's cold. You do it with passion, then it's a hot chicken soup. In life, anything if you if you buy someone a gift and you give it to him in a very cold way, it's... It's the you know very often you pay for the packaging more than the gift. You ever notice some people? Because I say in English the what the, the presentation and the anticipation and and that means enormously. The, that means that's the, that just like a gift is that way when there's this anticipation and the waiting. It's. It's so powerful. Same too, you know, when you do the mitzvah with a great passion, it's a whole different mitzvah. It's a whole different mitzvah, like the gift is a different gift. So, when a person does the mitzvah in a great, great happy way, what happens is he joins the simcha of Hashem. It's very, very, very deep, and Nachman literally says you literally could feel the happiness of Hashem. It's I don't know what that means exactly, but it's not only you're going to be happy. You feel Kavayuchal the bouncing, the light of Hashem bouncing into you. It's like you know when you make someone else happy, you become even happier. I I just came back, and uh, had to go away for one day to New York, and I bought my wife. A, not an expensive gift. I couldn't find anything and I bought her something. I was smiling because she was smiling. You know what I mean? When you give something, you feel happy. Ah, I got her happy. Even though it was uh, inexpensive. But that's how we are. You give something to someone, I hit I hit it, and you feel good about it. When you do the mitzvah with a happiness, kav yorcha, the light of Hashem shines into you. That's why happiness, you'll notice, is so difficult for humans. Most people, most of the time, don't walk around happy. And most of the time, for not such a great valid reason. You ask the person, that will tell you it's a great reason, and he starts saying, is that why you walk around unhappy? I always tell myself, if unhappy is going to make me, my life better, then I'll actually walk around unhappy. If being angry makes you be- your life is going to be better, you notice when you're angry and when you're unhappy and you're better, life is just horrible. I always tell this to young couples, when you're going to argue in your relationship with your wife, no one, you know, no one says after the argument, I shouldn't have argued but it feels great. I'm a chaya, we got into a good argument. You feel lousy about it, you feel terrible. I say over this story that at one time I came into Shul and a guy was eating potato chips. Someone points out to him, uh, you know, this is not kosher potato. He says, well, lace potato chip? It has a, you no, know, this, this one doesn't. It doesn't have OU you, whatever. So you know why it doesn't have? It has cheese in it. He says, now I was wondering why it tastes so delicious. But that, you know, by mistake, he ate it, but it was delicious. I, you ask any person who was in a good argument, I shouldn't have argued, I shouldn't have fought, but it's feel. It doesn't. Lahabdul, that doesn't make you feel good. Depression doesn't make you feel good. Angry doesn't make you feel good. But the other way around, when you do something happy, it makes you feel good. So you gotta push yourself to be happy. It doesn't come by itself. I said this week in the Parsha that it says, it says, Mitayra, Mitayra, you know, Metsuira is the Parsha, and it comes because gossipers find always bad things. The nature of humans, I've said this so often, is the first thing we notice what's wrong, not what's right, what is wrong. We find the wrong things, we meet someone, the first thing we think about is have not have what type, you know, you quickly see the, you know, sort of the shortcomings. That hits us much, much quicker. When a person does the mitzvahs in happy, it has literally, the says, an effect. When you do it in galdi simcha, happiness, you really join the happiness of Hashem, and that happiness of Hashem comes to you. It bounces back, and there's an incredible connection. And also, when you're happy, you feel worth living. Often, people I noticed, you know, have thoughts of a suicide, and many people have a thought, "I'm worthless." Many people have thoughts, you know, when they get depressed. You know, it doesn't help us. It doesn't help you walk around thinking, "I'm worthless," or things that I, I want to give up. You know, all these thoughts that slip into us, you know, the Vilna Gun says a very, very interesting thing. Thoughts that slip in normally by itself usually is the Sitachran. No one slips into, you know, I can't wait for Mincha this afternoon. Can't wait if there's a wedding and, you know, I'm going to do things. Not so, I, 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 I can't wait for that. We fantasize about food, we fantasize about sex, we fantasize about things that are not so kosher. No, one fantasize. I can't wait to really bench. Can't wait till the benching, and I'm fantasizing how my benching is going to be. That doesn't happen, you know. And it's the same thing: the negative thoughts that slip into a person. It's always I'm worthless. I'm you know I'm not worth living, or it's hopeless, or th- that slips in by itself. But what we have to do. Vigorously bring good thoughts into our mind. That's our job. See, the Sahara, You have to remember something very, very, very important. The Sahara does his job in a very covert way. You don't even realize how it creeps up into you that you are, you know, negative and that you're critical, and that is automatic. We we are. I, I pointed out to someone and he brought, brought the child over, my daughter loves the, the baby, and putting on a tantrum. I said to my daughter, who taught this two-year-old to put up a tantrum? It's just in our system. You know what I mean? The child didn't, didn't want to go home, and it was put, got on the floor, and it was banging away. A two-year-old, anyone watch two-year-olds. It is, that's the nature of us. What we have to do is just the opposite. Be positive. Not criticize. Look at things in a thousand and mainly tell yourself yes, I'm worth living. If God created me, I am worth living. And He's waiting, not just worth it. You're supposed to say the whole world was created for you. And He's waiting for you. See, the problem is that the to keeps on banging away. But the, in in, in Shirim, there's a very, very powerful pasik. It says, Ani I'm asleep. Ve'libi Air, but my heart is awake. So Rashi says, what, is, who is, what does it mean? am I'm, I'm asleep, but my heart is awake. You know, simple it means, you know. Your heart beats you when he's sleeping, but you don't call it awake. It just does its job. Rashi says the Libbi means Hashem. The Shrina is awake. We sleep away our years. What is that sleeping away your life? Many people like walk around like Nazambi. Like uh, you know, sometimes people I once spoke with rabbi, and I said sometimes what people walk around, you know, they get around to have a count what happened for the last two, three months. Someone screamed out from back, Rabbi, how about two years? Sometimes people walk around and they just uh, in a zombie state and they can't account, you know. And the pussy says that's also sleeping. Ani but the heart, the shchin is bad, doidi. The, the, the love of Hashem is banging against the heart. He says, in the loving way, open the door. my sister, Rayusi, my love, Tamusi, Yainusi, a whole loving way, just open, open the door. And what does the Shekhinah say emotionally? He says, My hair is full of dew, and there's rain in my here, let me in. Kavyochad is begging. Let let me into your heart. The heart represents the shchinah talking to us, and he wants. But you know the etzahara doesn't. He doesn't let you think about these things. You know I have said this that the hardest thing in Yiddishkeit is to have a relationship with Hashem. Much easier to have all the chumras and pesach than to have a relationship with Hashem. Now I could tell you with all the chumras with the matzes and. Uh, that is, for most people, that's much easier, even though it's sometimes way out of, that's not what it really meant, but people do it. But to have a relationship, and i, I noticed from years already, it's sometimes I find men also, they can't do anything for their wives, they don't know how to be emotional there, sort of to say, because it's harder. Same thing, it's hard to be emotional there for Hashem, but that's what Hashem wants, he says, "Let me in." And what, is, what do we answer? You know, I took I, I took on my shirt, I'm in bed. how can I dress up? is They used to go to, you know they used to walk around the, and the, the bed, and the floor was, uh, wasn't this hot floor, it was earth floor. I washed my legs to get into bed. How can I make it dirty? What a silly answer this is. Imagine an old friend, you haven't seen ten years, knocks on your door middle of the night, it's raining, and he says to you, I need to get in, it's raining, I don't have where to go. You would say, I can't get out of bed, I'm sorry. <laughs> get out of bed. What happened? You would say to the person. Kawiuch, the Shina is begging. And we come up with these silly answers. And the answer is, what is the answer? I don't want to change. I don't want to take. I took off my shirt. Shirt means that many things in life. We gotta change to have a relationship with Hashem. I don't want to take off my shirt. I took it off. I don't want to put it back on. I want to stay this way. Same thing. I, 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 I got my feet muddy, and I washed it off already. I'm in bed. I don't want to change that. See, change is very difficult. I explained Shabbos and Shul that you know the Metzoider after he healed very interesting Pasha, a after he's healed the Torah says that he should bring two birds he has to bring a cedar bark a type of a grass type of a worm and he's got to bring so why does he bring the cedar piece of wood? Is if you're so haughty, so arrogant, you should humble yourself. Well, he healed already. He obviously did tshuva. If he wouldn't the tshuva, he wouldn't have healed from his leprosy. He's a metzoider. He had to be chutz outside the camp for weeks till he got healed. If he didn't do tshuva, he didn't heal. So why does he bring now to be humble? It's extremely humbling being alone, isolated, and you know, you know yourself. I have this. It is. I mean out to change so he did change and he healed you know why it's very easy to fall back in the first you know what you are used to people want to change they go on a diet and for a year or two they're gonna diet they're back to the old habits you have to continuously you know work on if you want to change now certain things are much easier I mean on the it's not like being addicted, you know, like uh, the but up with certain people who addicts who would say they need the 12 step program every day. those was day old If that's what helps a person, that, that's also great. But the Pusik's thing got to be focused, but it's because change is difficult. So the Eight Sahara says, you know, it, it's a really frightening Pusik. Kavayuchel, the, the pussy is saying, the shekinah is banging on the door. I'm standing out in the rain. There's dew I my and There's rain. Let me in. And we say, you know what? Do you know why I can't let you in? It's because uh, I'm in bed already. I'm sorry. And then the pussy says, finally, You do want to get up and you open the door and he's gone. So the the, the Chesidim say an incredible profound explanation about this. The fact that we have a hard time finding Hashem and getting close to Hashem, that's the ticket for us. That's our greatest ticket is to find, it's difficult to have a relationship with Hashem. No question about it. But the fact that you have to push yourself and remind yourself that is the greatest taking you do for yourself. Otherwise, we are doing our mitzvahs and habit. We don't even know why we're doing it. You should do it because I want to do it. You should bench today, not because I have to bench. I want to bench. I want to, you have, it's always best. For, I used to do it to myself often best what my day is going to be. And I would say, I have to give this class. I'll try to be enthusiastic about this and about that. And I know Sunday is always an incredible busy day for me. But I tell myself that whatever I'll do, I try to do enthusiastic. I'm, anyways, going to do it. I'm not quitting. And you know who enjoys it the best? Yourself. When you give your best, you feel best. And when you don't give your best, you don't feel so good about it. When you're there and you give your best, and when you change. I had a lady told me, I've said this story, and I begged her already, more than once she should write about it. Many years ago, <clears throat> I see it as she walks around with the grandchildren, so her daughters are married with children. I saw to, many years ago, I, I always say before, Rosh Hashanah, people should change. And uh, she decided that Rosh Hashanah, that she's going to stop nagging. It's hard for Obama not to nag. And, but she says, but I was really critical, she says. I was really critical. And uh, much more than than an average person. And she says, "I this is not going anywhere. And she told me, this is frightening. what She told me. She told me she had to bite her lips and bleed, not to open her mouth. She decided she'll tell her teenagers. Especially her teenagers, they had such sloppy rooms. She was so annoyed with them. She said once, and that's it. And it took a long time. Took a bite. You know, by, it got easier by Hanukkah, by Pesach, things got so much better. Even the Pesach is incredible. She says what she learned the most. Not that she didn't criticize, she learned the most. She began to love herself much more. She never realized being so critical she didn't like it. All of a sudden she loved herself much more. And her relationship with her husband and her teenagers changed drastically. Now, unfortunately, uh, we don't change so easy. That's We got to take off the shirt. We got to change. But when a person changes, you, you yourself love it. Because you know I'm doing something good. It's hard to change when you don't, you're not convinced it's good. For this is... I had a, a caller ask me an interesting question. And her father wanted her to, to speak to me. That the gang married, and she was working on a degree, but uh, he's going to learn at and she's going to have to stop now. And her father was annoyed, and and I told the father, your daughter is in love. You know, from girl first, you know, nothing is going to stop her. She wants to go to Siseral with her husband and get married there. She's going to marry here, and they're going to live there. People give up, you know, even though she always wanted this, but uh, right now, this is as if you, it's easy to change if you see something, there's love to it. You're going to have a husband, he's going to respect you, he's going to want you. If you tell yourself, my change is not just a symbol, it changes so powerful that the change is that I will have benefit from it, and everyone around me will benefit. Like I say every Sunday, I hope you took my challenge last Sunday. If you walk around smiling, you tell me your day wasn't better. I, 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 I went through a tough time, my wife had this major operation, and I survived because I put a huge fake smile on my face. I went to the hospital, it was not easy to see my wife in such a difficult state. But, uh, you know, and you should know that my wife was the favorite patient because she smiled and I smiled. The nurses like that. It's you know, dreading for them to do the job. But if you smile, you feel so much good. And you fake it till you make it. See, no one wakes, comes into this world laughing. You know how we come into this world? Crying. If you don't cry, they pinch you to cry. You better cry. So we have to fight. Happiness is a thing that you got to fight for. And we say, you literally feel, this, I'm living. There's pain. Of course there's pain. You know, one of the questions they asked, my wife well, you know, asked us how many children we have. You tell them in the secular world, you have 10 children, they've, you know, oh, you know like, uh, that anyone who has many children knows that it's difficult to raise children, but, it, you know, and it's hardship and heartaches, but at the end, you enjoy the children, they come yantive, and, and it's, well, not, and raising children is no question is difficult. But that's what the Pusik says, the Pusik when we say, you know, that we 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 sow in tears. How does it go the word? We You know, we, we plant with tears, everything is hard. At the end we do there's a, there's there's joy in the end. Everything in life, when you work hard, there's joy afterwards. You work hard to be happy, you'll enjoy it even more. So today should be your first day that you're going to tell yourself, I'm going to smile till I get into bed tonight, till I have them, You'll see that, uh, how things change. Someone told me, one of the ladies in the class told me, she's not here now, but she told me, people looked at her beginning, it's strange that you're smiling. Not used to her smiling. He said, but people still appreciate it. People appreciate a smile all the time. You ever notice you walk into a room in a simcha, you get attracted to the person who's smiling? Ever notice that? Walk into a room and there's a simcha, and who's the first person? You're looking, everyone's a little bit nervous looking around, and you you get attracted to the smiling face. Who's watched that? Because people like a smiling face. They don't want to smile themselves, but we like someone else to smile. That's how the nature is. We're not going to smile, but we love a smiling face. And when you're happy, your mitzvah is incredible higher level. Your shabbos is higher. Your mitzvahs. Your relationship with your friends is on a higher level. So. I hope you're gonna fake it today, even you're not in the mood of being happy. Fake it till you make it. And tell yourself, Chayev Udam loymer." you're obligated to sell, say Bishvili I was created here because God said the whole world was worthy to create just because of you. I am extremely important. That my mitzvah is important. Even though it sounds like you know, my mitzvah. Yes, your mitzvah. Whatever I'm going to do today is extremely important. Whoever you're going to talk to, you're going to connect to, you're going to make a bracha, you're going to talk to, or text to. I tell my children, I don't like to text them because I can't. When I speak to them on the phone, I could at least tease them. Texting is difficult to tease them. Anyway, so that's really what I uh, want to leave you today, is work on happiness. Anyone has any questions? But, you know, I don't want you to take this gemara and say, that you can become very selfish. Say, it's all about me people who don't know how to give, everything is about them, are also miserable people. I don't know what, this is, what the name in English is called, whatever it's called, Pe- narcissistic. narcissistic. Narcissistic people suffer, in. I used to not, not realize, but then I realized they them suffer enormously inside of them. They see how they can't connect and how they, they themselves are frustrated. So that's not what we mean. The I have to take care of the people around me. My thing is I have to you know do take care of people around me, do the right thing, do the right thing is to care for another person, to be there for another person. Yes Envy, jealousy, not envy. Envy means I wish I could do what you're doing. But jealousy it, it, it separates people. I'm jealous of you, so I'm angry at you. Envy is, I envy all the people who live in Israel. I envy my daughter. I always tell her when I speak to him, I wish I could be right there in Yerushalayim with you. It doesn't separate. Doesn't. Jealousy is where, where you are angry. You have and I don't. And I'm annoyed with that. That separates people. Envy is like, why shouldn't we be? Like, I wish I could do the mitzvah that way too. If you envy someone, you learn from them. They walk around doing the mitzvah. Did they accomplish something? I'll try to do it too. Jealousy is which, when we're jealous, I am annoyed that you're successful. And I'm not. I'm annoyed that things are working for you and not for me. That separates people. So I hope all of you will have a great Sunday. And I hope one Sunday will bring to a Monday. So if you'll be happy today, you should be happy tomorrow. And you should be happy a whole week. And I want to tell you something, it's not easy. It is a big job. But when you do it, it's great. Okay.